Are we here? I'm here. Let's go. Oh, jeez. You know, it was uh, it was good for have, me. We have endured. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry, oh, Merry, Merry Nothing Christmas. Nothing says Christmas like kale. Oh, which this... I would rather eat kale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show, yeah. everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's me, my parents, my brother again, and Liam Neeson, where we endure Liam Neeson movies. Wait a minute. <laughs> Last week was a really fun Last movie Last week to watch. was a fun movie. But and tonight, I liked, I liked we endure. Oh, Hi. Roll call. I'm Daniel. Patrick. I'm Carrie. I'm Nathan. All right. And this week, I... Uh, we, we I was looking for uh, grabbing Miami Vice Season 3 at the library, and while I was there looking through the wrong M's section... Because <laughs> that happens. Because I was looking in DVDs, not TV shows, I saw A Million Ways to Die in the West, and I remembered that was also on the list, and I thought, oh, oh sure, let's sure. get that. And then I remembered that it's a Seth MacFarlane movie. Now... For those of you who have been living under a rock with Patrick this entire time, a different Patrick, don't worry, that's a TV Me show too. reference. Uh, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is the creative person. Is he the writer? Yeah. Like you didn't want to give him that title? I was going to. You know how you usually writer, say people are creative actor? genius? No. 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 He's the creative person behind <laughs> Family Guy, American the, Dad, The Cleveland Show, The Ted Films. So, all the kind of things that mom usually says no to. Mom would say no to these. Uh, Mom say no. Partially on the merit of poor storytelling. Partially on the merit of offensive humor. Very much on the premise of crass and cheap jokes. Low-hanging fruit, as you so aptly put. Yeah. Uh, And he has made a tidy sum doing this. He has found a market, and he has... Milked it. I was going to say saturated, but yes. Mm. He has saturated that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, that market being uh, probably 14 to low 20s males. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his stuff is pretty crass. Yeah. Uh, the most experience I have with Family Guy is when I'm on vacation. I have cable. It is 2 in the morning. I can't sleep, and it's on Adult Swim. Yeah, and even then, (laughs) even then, I will probably see if there's a good movie on FX. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) any good movie, any movie on FX, or you would eat kale, (laughs) or I would eat kale. Uh. (laughs) Which, of course, here's the deal: is that this podcast is supposed to be about Liam Neeson. We'll get there, but the thing is, this film. (laughs) Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. Like Liam Neeson was shrouded in piles of Seth MacFarlane. So we have to go digging in order to find him at all. Other people of note in this film, Charlize Theron is also on the cover. So the cover of this film is Seth MacFarlane, Liam Neeson, and Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron has done a good a lot of stuff. She mm-hmm. is a, she is a good actress. I, she brought a, an excellent performance. I, to this film. She, is she the one in Basic Instinct that I'm thinking of? Is she in Basic no. Instinct? No, no, that's Sharon Stone. Yeah, she's. Anyway, I I remember Not her multiple times. Anyways, I uh, Liam Neeson and Charlize Theron both. I described it as a Mister Freeze performance where a. Big name actor is given a payday to perform drivel. Yeah. To just absolutely be handed a, a script and a paycheck, and they don't have to do anything with this script. They have their paycheck, but they try. He did. Mm-hmm. I, he did a good job. They His try character was believable. So hard. Oh yeah. 
Well, they outacted Seth MacFarlane Easily. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The man couldn't uh, act his way out of the barn that he tried to shoot. No, wait, no, that was his house. <laughs> he shot it. He did hit the broad side of his house. Yeah. Great. But that was, yeah, at the end of the montage. Yeah. I, other people... In a drug-induced yeah, coma? Other people in this film, Neil Patrick Harris playing himself. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi playing, you know, the best friend character who's timid but cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So playing himself. Yeah. I, Sarah Silverman playing Play. herself. Yeah. Uh, Bill Maher playing Bill more Mayer. himself than everyone else in this movie mm-hmm. as a stand-up comedian telling offensive jokes. Gilbert Gottfried playing himself. <laughs> that was... Okay, as I will say... An Abraham Lincoln impersonator who is not good at his job. That is about that is about <laughs> the funniest part of the movie. I was not expecting that. That was... Ryan Reynolds in a cameo much like he would have uh, uh, Brad Pitt do four years later in Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, in a you are seen for a scene you say no words and then you die mm-hmm. yep uh, <laughs> he had to get the idea from someone yeah. I guess uh, Jamie Foxx shows up at the end to do a Django Unchained reference yeah. kind of mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Yeah. there's this movie had a budget of 40 million and I would hazard a guess that half of that was paying actors yep Almost guaranteed. Right, yeah. right. Uh, maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. Uh, interesting note, the Navajo Nation uh, film office, mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it, actually signed off on this film because as hilariously offensive as this film ended up being, they did, they uh, when there was a scene with Native Americans, they spoke Apache, and while they were telling jokes about taking drugs with a group of people... It did seem fairly faithful, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not expect them to be kind to any people group in this It was show. reasonably yeah. respectful. Yeah. I well, know. since they were disrespectful yeah. to women, yeah. to women of color, women, Asians, to Asians, uh, to... Blacks, uh, Arabs, Jews. People, Jews. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pick an Pick ethnicity. Group. Yeah. yeah. Hitting on all cylinders, Seth. Yeah. Way to go. I guess so then that he was being equitable. Yeah. <laughs> He was being a very nice guy. He was being an asshole to everyone. Yeah. Oh. All right. So. <sighs> anyway. Down to business. Zero we didn't talk to, about Zero to zero. Neeson yet. So the Zero to Neeson on this film is uh, a little on the high side. Not mm-hmm. an hour like we've had previously. Right. 10, 15 Ten minutes? minutes? 10, 10 15, 15 minutes? minutes the Zero to Penis joke was two minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that included opening credits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, zero to Fart joke was also happened first. Yeah. Gah. Yeah. Um, Gah. I'm, I'm like an old woman. I can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> We're just so done. Mm-hmm. I'm not a 14 year old boy. So it was a long movie. Spoiler: I'm not a 14 year old. Uh, if you'd like to lift yourself out from under your rock again, uh, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's humor tends to focus on the diaper region. Well, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say. I was gonna say one liners, but one liner calling them one liners is a disservice to one liners. Yeah. Because I've yeah. seen good one liner comedians. Rodney Dangerfield is a really good comedian that. Exists solely on saying a thing and it is funny. Right. Saying something so no. out there yeah. that, yes, yeah, you is, don't expect it. This is. This would take a long time to set up a one liner. Yeah. And then it wouldn't be particularly clever it's or the, humorous. And then he'd have to explain his yeah. jokes. Yeah. Uh, his bad jokes. And bad. in Family Guy, <laughs> you can kind of do that. Kind of. In this, it was all live action, and it all happened while they were trying to have real dialogue, and 
No. Mm. Mom says no. Okay. We got, we got tired pretty fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I went for more, let's say, adult beverages. Yeah. No, this was definitely a, this was a two-glass day. Yes. Oh, or we're talking, and I went. I went thematic today. I went with moonshine instead of wine. Oh yeah, because this is very much an old west movie. Everything is very accurate to the old west. Not, not, no. All right, so okay. So. Basic premise, so we can get you to Liam Neeson finally. Mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane is a wuss uh, <laughs> who lives in the old west and doesn't like it there because he has a foreknowledge of how things will be better in the future and uses it in a fourth wall breaking manner to explain why everything sucks currently. Because, of course, as the title suggests, there are a million ways to die out here in the West. It sucks. They don't say a million... Do they say a million ways to die at the the beginning? They They do at the end, but not the beginning. Uh, His girlfriend, played by... Amanda Seyfried. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Dumps him because he's a wuss sheep farmer, (laughs) and then immediately goes... And starts making out with Neil Patrick Harris, who runs the mustachery. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. Uh, because he has a fine mustache. Of course he does. Uh, and it's a little weird. But that's what we have at our house, is yeah, fine mustaches. We do. Not me. Not you. But you worked very hard on that. I've worked hard on that. Uh, so now we have this problem of Seth MacFarlane being a wuss in a town that he doesn't feel like he belongs in. And we decide to thankfully jump here to... Serious business. You mean the prostitute? No, 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 no. no. We, no we, now is when we jump to the Neeson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The good stuff. No, we're, we're probably just not even going to talk about her. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's not talk about that. Sorry, no, spoiler. That, that, w- that was a subplot that doesn't need to be talked about too much. Mm-hmm. Ever. <sighs> Anyways, uh, Liam Neeson is playing Clench Underwood. <laughs> no. It's Clench. 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 <laughs> Leatherwood. Oh, I'm sorry. I went with the wrong Clint Eastwood reference. Yeah, My bad. But honestly, though, in it's... a Seth MacFarlane film, that would have been a joke better than half of them that appeared. No, it was Clinch. Clinch. Leatherwood. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's very much a Clint Eastwood reference. Very okay. much. Now, you may recall, uh, for the people under the rock, uh, still Shanghai Noon, Chong Wang. Which was a much better name reference. Oh, yeah. Much better. Much better. But then, okay, yeah, the the opening of this scene is him playing this dastardly outlaw that is, you know, on the run after doing his last big job and and holding up people uh, along the country road. But he does so in an interesting way because he's not just a bandit. He's an asshole? Well, first, (laughs) he, he he has two guns. He has a threatening gun, which is black, and a killing gun, which is gold, which is silver. <laughs> and that's supposed does to make not... me like him? No, but it's, no. it's it, it, it. They build his character very quickly. True. In that one, he's got I don't know why he has two guns, but he does. Two, he doesn't steal from people because that would make him a thief, and he's not a thief. So he gets this old prospector who is a caricature of an old prospector. It's like super old, dude. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get out his gun yeah. and aim it at him, and then they'll shoot on three. You're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, so he's going to say that he killed him in a duel, and he goes one, two, and shoots him. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of character all wrapped up in that. Seems to me the prospector was the guy who played the bartender on uh, Back to the Future 2. You remember two that? Three. Oh. <laughs> two or three, because three is the Wild West one. It was three, it was the yeah. Wild West one. 
Anyways, <laughs> I, the only woman in his bandit party is very mad at him for doing this. Right. I don't think... Was, was it established at that point their relationship or was it just implied? Mm, I think it was established. No, he established it by it, calling, yeah. him, calling her his wife. Okay, yeah. so his wife, Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. uh, is told to go lie low in... Old Stump. Old Stump, which we know it was called Old Stump because not only was there a sign for it, it pan- the, the first shot of the town panned up over an old stump, in case we weren't paying attention. Because we this we, movie was so stupid, we might not we have might not attention. Have. So she's going to go hole up in this town for uh, two weeks, 12 days, I think he said, with one of his cronies. And Seth MacFarlane saves her from getting smushed in a bar fight. A bar fight which contained great stunt work, I believe. You know, okay, yeah. Stuntsman! <laughs> the stunt sequences were pretty impressive. They had some quite graphic-looking injuries or, like, illusions of injuries that I thought were very impressive. But then Dan made an excellent comment during the scene where, of course, you had interspersed cuts between the graphic bar fight and Seth MacFarlane's character and Giovanni Ribisi's character kind of participating in the bar fight. They were pretending to fight because if you are already fighting in a bar fight, people don't just come up and fight you. You yeah. have to finish your fight and then you can go fight a new person. But then, so as long as they are pretending to fight, legally you can't fight them. But then the, the the comment he made was quite accurate, which is the way in which these boys in their caked-on makeup are lit and framed and and perfectly presented... They are very obviously filming this scene in a completely different bar. Yeah. Where then it just, it really undermined the impressiveness of the scene because, wow, these dudes are really making a movie right now. And there was no ambience whatsoever when you cut over to these boys, you know, talking during the fight scene. It's like watching a good fight movie and then someone sits on the remote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I do that? Okay, one quick thing I wanted to point out. Dad made a perfect call. Matt Clark, the actor who played the old prospector, was indeed the old bartender in Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Oh! Nice. Nice. Won't be the last time we talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, so, what? What point? That happened later in the movie. When? When did that happen? We have to get through some stuff. Well. So, so then, blah blah blah. Well. Blah blah blah. Ad- additional <laughs> in- additional interesting notes is that Charlize Theron is just as foul mouthed as Seth MacFarlane is. Her character is meant to be his character's partner, as twerk. Yeah, she's the tough. Mm-hmm. She's the she's the tough. She's the tough to his soft, oh. but they're also both foul mouthed and offensive. The whole movie was foul mouthed. Well, yeah. yeah, that doesn't fit any other character Charlize Theron has ever played. But hey, it's payday, so yeah. she made it work. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Neeson played a very serious. He was outlaw a very guy. serious outlaw in this very silly movie. Yeah, he, in the, he, he was the, in the, five he was the serious one. Yeah. He was in more movie. than three. He was in this movie. And he's on the front cover, which means... Which means he got a good paycheck. He got a good hey. paycheck. Yeah, I in think the he... opening credits, he was and Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So, uh, before we get to Liam Neeson's reappearance, which takes a long time. Oh, yeah. It does. Ugh. It's the length of a Bible. We should hit the the point where I totally called it. Because this is one of those blah, blah, blah movies. Oh, Seth Seth MacFarlane's character, he, Albert, is really a catch. Oh, he's a catch. Oh, he's such a great guy. Which is another reference to The Room, which I only bring up when they were talking about bad movies. If you have to tell the audience something, you are writing your movie wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. taken a screenwriting class, and that was about the first thing they told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can't, conv- if you can't through uh, dialogue or action, imply something, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong. Yeah, this Don't was... tell us Lisa's pretty in her red dress. Just yeah. have her be pretty in her red dress. Then you're done. Yeah. yeah. No, this was... So then, of course, it's, you know, he's dumped the girlfriend. He wants her back. No, yeah. she doesn't want him back. Gets Charlie's Theron to pretend to be his girlfriend. Then they start being actual boyfriend and girlfriend and stuff and things. And at one point, why is he in the town going into ran- going past a random building? I don't know. Who knows? I don't remember. He gets out of a... Th- he gets done... He Was it he dropped her off from the date? Probably. He dropped her off he dropped from her the date. He dropped her off from the date, and he's home. being all Twitter-painted. And there's these... We, I see blue sparks on his face, and I hear electricity yeah. noises. What appears to be welding. Yeah. In a building. In a barn. And my first guess was Iron Man, and my second guess was Doc Brown. Yeah, And everyone kind of looked at me like... You said no. it's going to be Dr. Emmett Brown. And everyone kind of looked at me and went, no. And then he opens the door and it's literally Christopher Lloyd. And it is. And with, and with, with the DeLorean. <laughs> Dan totally did it. They do play like the first four notes of the Back to the Future theme. It says mm-hmm. so on the Wikipedia page. I did look it up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess we, that was the most entertaining part of the film for me. Yeah, really? yeah. yeah. We were not particularly entertained by the film. Anyways, <laughs> at some point, Liam Neeson decides to get his paycheck. That's right, <laughs> and, and, and appear in the film. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, he comes into the bar where people are not having a bar fight, surprisingly enough, and says, "Someone's been kissing my wife." Seth MacFarlane goes, "Oh man, I'd hate to be that guy." Yeah, and then. They bring the wife in, and he goes, oh, you're the... Oh, no. And uh, then Liam Neeson says, who? 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 I like who, the way he says, who? who, who. In movie. Well, yeah, that was something I appreciated, who. is that they allowed him to just speak in the way that he speaks. Yeah, they didn't ask him to do a southern accent or anything. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. Put some twang in your Irish accent. No, nope. none of that. And then, the man and then he pointed his threatening gun around... At Ryan Reynolds. At Ryan Reynolds. Who, who shrugged. shrugged and then got shot and he was done being in the movie. Question. Did he get shot with the threatening pistol? Don't know. Oh my god, he did get shot with a threatening uh-huh. pistol. It can kill people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. The deep there lore of this ho- film in- there is, continues. <laughs> there is a hole in this film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. So he then, t- he, now we've got... He takes the wife away... To go do wifely things with her. Whatever. Uh, he talks about... I uh, The long road. Long road. Yeah. I'm sorry. People. At which point I'm we sorry, all despair for the upcoming Liam Neeson sex scene that we're about to endure. Because... Again. We can't handle it. We can't him. handle that. But, but instead he hits her. Instead, Charlie Theron hits him with a rock. Well, he hits her first. Well, yeah, he slaps her first at yeah. the start of that. But at the yeah. end, he gets hit with a rock. Yeah. Falls um, over and then... 
directly wait, in the center of the wait, frame. Wait, because he mm-hmm. has started pulling down his pants to do his husbandly duty. Direct, and the, directly in the center of the frame is to make sure no one can miss it. A bland backdrop and center frame a butt. We assume it to be Liam Neeson's butt. But however, it was suggested. However, but... I have not, I've yet to see his butt in any of the previous Liam Neeson sex scenes. So, so I can't say. It could be a stunt butt. Could be a stunt butt. <laughs> could plausibly. They could then so. focus on the stunt butt a second time when Charlie Theron puts a flower in it. She just puts it between his cheeks. Uh-huh. This is the second movie in a row in which it has been implied things have been in Liam Neeson's butt. Okay. Stay okay. tuned next Jerry. week for a new podcast, Things in Liam Neeson's Bud. I am not doing that with you. Uh, the parameter went up a little bit. The parameter went up a little bit when you got hit with the rock. Yes. Yeah, very true. It's true. Because uh, that is the reason we're yeah. doing this. I, for science. Then there's a little bit more drama in the town with mm-hmm. Liam Neeson looking spooky. Uh, well, the thing is, during that scene in which he gets hit with a rock, he does succeed in uh, putting his wife under duress to find out who the man is. Yes, because he's so going to shoot a dog, and yeah. then John Wick's going to come after him. Oh, yes. So then, of course, now, as far as the plot is concerned, he knows who his man is. So yeah. now he's kind of okay. on the and way. He's, and he's going to shoot this man. Oh, of course. Uh, and this man decides to run away. And hide in his uh, sheep hides, farm. He hides in the sheep farm, then he horse races away, does the thing where you drive in front of the train and the other people have to wait. Except he does it on a horse. So I guess that was neat. Yeah. Sort of. And then he jumps the horse into the train while it's in motion. Which, which we is, don't see him do. No. I, which isn't plausible. Shenanigans. But okay. Calling it. Uh-huh. Then he gets lost in... Then Seth MacFarlane gets lost in the, the desert. The Navajo Nation. And then the Navajo Nation shows up, say Actors something about my Kunis. And they, they get ayahuasca. Uh, presumably. <laughs> and then yeah. he gets... And then they pass up. him a bowl. They get, it's hopped up on all of their good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, sees dancing sheep with mustaches, uh, at which point we've hit peak family guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he sees a giant black condor, which screams, and uh, Gygax aliens... Uh, uh, you know, Geiger or Gygax? Which one? Who did aliens? Mm. Was it Geiger or Gygax? Gygax did Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I. But anyways, the black condor yeah. not only has a face in it, the and face of Liam Neeson. It also has massive balls, oh. which get massively kicked by Seth MacFarlane, who is a nice guy. Who is a, <laughs> he? Is really something? Yeah, because he's a good really catch. So catch. then, yeah, following the the his golf handicap is low. It's, yeah, <laughs> following that ridiculous and entirely gratuitous drug experience motif yeah. which is seen in all kinds of cheap movies and television shows everywhere <laughs> he returns to town to partake in the final showdown against Liam Neeson yes uh, at which point he grazes him with a bullet after a little bit of talking gets his gun shot away because Liam Neeson's a really good shot mm-hmm. talks some BS and basically uh, wraps up every plot thread in 30 seconds. Sings the chant from Tarzan Boy by Baltimore, which I had to look up, but I knew it was a song, but calls it an Arabic death chant because his parents are Muslim. And they aren't. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Which turns out to be the butt of a joke later. Great. Yeah. 
Not good. At which point he stalled enough time for the uh, Diamondback Venom that he put in his bullet to kill Liam Neeson. Oh, spoiler. Spoilers! Spoil- I've, I've ruined the movie for you. Now you don't have to watch now it. Thank you. Oh. Oh. You're it. welcome. If, you're, if your parents <laughs> ever say, oh, it's Christmas, let's watch this movie, say no. Now, I have seen movies in which plot devices were pulled out of someone's ass, literally. Yeah. However, this one was, figuratively. This mm-hmm. is terrible. This was terrible. So then, yeah, the the I'm, fact that he dies from snake venom, that's quite perilous, in fact. It is. Uh, but then, I would say that he has always, his character has always been one to say, yeah, point the gun at me. Pick up the gun. Like yeah. a, a nice Shane reference There were there. two points in this film where I felt like he was in peril, and one was briefly between the moments of getting hit with the rock and realizing he should be unconscious now. Mm-hmm. And the second was when he got shot and started dying. He got the gun pointed at him by the prospector, but it wasn't very. He, he, that okay. was that was not peril. Yeah, that was when, that was maybe a one on the peril meter. When an octogenarian <laughs> is helplessly shaking a gun at you, yeah. like he has Parkinson's, yeah. which they talk about, which they do talk about, they do because Parkinson's is one of those weird ways that God shows He loves us mm-hmm. because they hadn't figured out Parkinson's then mm-hmm. or what Parkinson's was. But that they was talked cute. about it anyways. Uh, hmm. The parameter. I'm willing to give this one a one for you know at least killing him. I, I think. <laughs> I mean, the the movie. I didn't. The movie was not great at all. But, no. Well, okay. But you got to admit that the parameter was up there a little bit because he was shot. Yeah, and he was. died. And in gun aiming, and it, tends and to it, and carry it can't be a one if he died. I don't think it can be a one if he died. Okay. I, I think Fair it has enough. to be like seven or eight. Really? But, but no. He dies. No. But, but then the, the thing is, it, like most of the most the of the movie, shot. he was not in peril. But yeah, but being the best shot in the West, yeah, you, like that's that will bring He's, it back down again. Even though he did die, well, I was aiming more at like a four. Where then, yeah, it was some significant. It was uh, like it was some peril. It was but not some that he couldn't intense. handle. Dying also sort doesn't of. necessarily mean you were in peril at the time. True. The Just guy with the ice block... That, that was more peril than Liam Neeson was in the whole the, film. The guy True. who exploded with the Flash... Those were just yeah. cheap tricks for teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but just because the Liam Neeson character is cocky yeah. doesn't mean he's not in peril. Yeah. Right, but his, also his peril was... Generally, you, you would think, even though he was shot, there was a gun pointed at him and he was shot, it merely grazed his arm. And so he was think, unfazed. You'd think, yeah, he was unfazed. He's well, been shot before. That's part of the, the skill is how he handles it. Not, I, We're not just basing it off of... Because oh. uh, Star Wars, we gave him a 7, oh. despite the fact that he handled the peril very well throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, oh. I feel like percentage-wise of the film... Even oh, yeah. when he wasn't on screen, he was not in peril. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. He nah, was he, he was okay. in peril for a low percentage of this film. Okay, yeah. I'll take back my number. So then, like, yeah, I was I was vibing at three I'm, or four. I'd be willing to go as high as a three. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm kind of landing where Nathan is. Yeah. All right. Three, three sounds good to me, man. Three. Check. Done. Yeah. Spreadsheet updated. And now, now we can stop thinking about this film oh, the rest please. of our lives. Oh. You're welcome, America. We're, you said you want to watch it again? No, we can oh. never watch it again. Oh, Excellent. Phew. Good. We can choose to never watch it okay, again. Okay, I'm going to go eat some kale. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>